0: set people. I'm Hillary. And I'm Erica. And this is Cocktails and Capitalism. (laughs) Today we are drinking the painkiller and it's definitely (laughs) adequately named. (laughs) This would kill any pain. It's delicious. (laughs) It is. It's very good. To make a painkiller you take two ounces of spiced rum, four ounces of pineapple juice, one ounce of orange juice, one ounce of cream of coconut, you mix that all up, shake it, pour it into a glass with ice, and then put a dash of nutmeg on top. <laughs> and that nutmeg really kind of rounds it out. It's an interesting combination.
1: I really I like feel, it. Yeah. I feel like we've been doing some uh, really fruity, tropical-seeming drinks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like we, we we both know that we love these kinds of drinks. So. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, pretty similar to the pina colada, which is my favorite but um yeah, yeah yeah it's definitely different that nutmeg gives a a different um uh, pl- flavor profile for sure yeah 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 you've mm-hmm.
1: definitely turned me on to the pina colada type drinks like, <laughs> yeah. that was not my jam before but <laughs> i know you were more like <laughs> so the classic good.
0: cocktail girl you were like the uh like old fashions old and fashioned like that, huh? yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 that was a good i too. love those yep Anything
1: with whiskey, really. I'm converting you.
0: (laughs) Taking you on over to the dark side.
1: (laughs) I think it's the light side. Yeah, it is. It totally is. The bubbly, fruity side.
0: I know, right? Cheers, babe. Cheers. Clink. Clink. (laughs) All right, so today we are talking about Big Pharma. Oh fuck dude. Oh, fuck. Indeed. Yeah. Get ready to get a little pissed the fuck off. Oh my god, yeah. As soon as you
1: said that, I was like, Oh, yep, I can see oh, where my blood's okay. going. Yeah.
0: Take that uh, blood pressure medication now. Yeah That's what this painkiller is for. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. Dude, that was
0: this is another big one that you're tackling. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> this was actually this topic was inspired by my babe Rob. Robin. Shout out mm. to Miss Robin. Hey Robin. Hey Robin, babe. We love you so much. <laughs> You're fucking awesome. Yeah, she's the fucking best. Um <laughs> yeah, she uh, we were talking the other day about like topics and stuff, and she was like, You should do it on big pharma and like I immediately was just like, Yes, that's my next episode. Yeah, like that totally. is Yeah. Oh, that's told, awesome. There's a lot here. Uh,
1: and there's a lot in the news these days too. It's uh-huh. it's fucking
0: yeah. It's a hot topic, so indeed. So let's dive in. So let's do it. So I, I always feel the need to like preface shit, and I'm just gonna do it because you know that's how I, that's how I roll. But I do mm-hmm. want to preface this episode um, by saying that I am a huge proponent of Western medicine, just because I've got mm-hmm. a lot, like a fuck ton of beef with big pharma. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't mean that I have anything against Western yeah, medicine. Yeah. No, that's um, a great disclaimer to to include. Yeah. Yeah, so like I'm I'm for the utilization of medications, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I myself have taken so much for so many different things. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm a, and I'm one hundred percent pro vaccines. So yeah, yeah. just getting yeah, yeah. all of that out in the air, out clear. <laughs> I feel like, you know, with all of the like pro science shit that I'm always touting to Yeah, like, totally. Our listeners are like, Yeah, yeah, Hillary, we get it, move on. <laughs> no but no i do i do want to make that like explicitly clear like
1: especially when you're tackling something that sucks about the medical industry yeah uh, you know yeah it's a good good thing to
0: make perfectly transparent i do i i feel as if it's important so all right (laughs) so let's uh change the little rant here let's let's stick into big pharma this shit is ridiculous um Mm -hmm. So what I'm not in support of is the corrupt way that big pharma profits on the human need for health and well-being.
1: Mm
0: It just Mm -hmm. absolutely rips people off. It's so terrible. The ugliest side of capitalism lies in big pharma. (laughs) It's so the face of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And like literally (laughs) the ugliest face is big pharma. (laughs) I just don't know that I can think of... And well, I mean, I can, but like, big Pharma's is a big There's, one, and we're yeah, talking that's about one of it. the biggest ones. Yeah, it's it's uh it's narnar.
1: But when I was thinking about writing a book about capitalism and where all the chapters were going to be about different aspects of society,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: mm-hmm. like big pharma and the healthcare industry was going to be a big, huge chunk of that. Oh and, yeah, but I yeah, I haven't done that research yet I've just been reading you know well, here's here's here the there, tip of the
0: iceberg so. for you yeah, girl. fuck yeah <laughs> <You> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll send me. you my notes <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah yeah but uh and like and, and, I, and I will definitely say that again like this is the tip of the iceberg like yeah yeah for sure anyways but yeah, so, so for those who don't know, Big Pharma is a nickname given to the pharmaceutical industry. So we're talking like all of your meds, um, yeah. medical devices, um, well, like, you know, Johnson & Johnson is probably the number one, no- most recognized name in Big Pharma. Mm-hmm. And they make everything. They make like baby shampoo. <laughs> and they make like <laughs> Q-tips and stuff, like <laughs> rando stuff. So like they they are like the big name. But Yeah. Yeah. And Big Pharma is the third most hated industry in America, (laughs) right behind the tobacco industry and the oil and gas and chemical industry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Big Pharma is probably more hated than the tobacco industry because like. Oh, yeah. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. Because like. You know, people are like, oh, you know, fuck the tobacco industry. Like, that's gnar our But I really like cigarettes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like the evils of that are all transparent. We all know that now. It's right. like, you know, but big pharma just keeps profiting off of people's illnesses and yeah. p- making people fucking poor. And yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, it's gnarly. Mm-hmm.
0: So the top pharmaceutical companies include Pfizer, Merck, mm. Gilead, Johnson & Johnson, which we've already talked about and Amgen, and all of those are located in the United States. Though it's important to know that this is a global market. This is not just the United States. Yeah. Um, and there are hundreds of pharmaceutical companies, hundreds. But those are the those are the top guys, the big wigs, the big names. Mm-hmm. So, And these companies are fucking huge. They're giant. <laughs> um, according to macrotrends.net, how much a company is worth is typically represented by its market capitalization, or this current stock price multiplied by the number of shares outstanding, which is the total stock held by its shareholders. Mm-hmm. So according to that, Pfizer's net worth as of November 12th of this year, so very recent, is $214 billion with a B.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, dang. Yeah. Merck's net worth is $204.9 billion. And then... You got something to say, girl? <laughs> oh, I was just thinking. Like,
1: I wonder how much of that is like in the hands of like two people at the top versus like yeah, I I this is a big that a industry bit. that's got creating all these jobs and people are able yeah. to I don't know elevate themselves through that industry. But well, yeah, there's I bet it's there's not
0: there's a shred of that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, because these companies are j- absolutely ginormous. Yeah. Um, so they are yeah, paying people that- some shit. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, but. um you know, so that shouldn't be discredited or, like, you know, mm-hmm. that's just a mm-hmm. fact. But, yeah, we'll get into the details of, like, where yeah. all of that money goes. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I got the info for you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, So Gilead, which is the company who made the coronavirus antiviral remdesivir, has a mm. net worth of seventy five point three billion. And that's that's today's net worth. Like I'm sure that as this virus evolves and like as yeah. more people are utili or has more um like hospitals and everybody is util- <laughs> utilizing <laughs> Remdesivir, <laughs> Um it's uh-huh. just gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And then And Jean's- that's one that I had barely
1: heard anything about until, you know, Trump was touting it and shit. Yeah, so.
0: same here. Same here. Yeah. yeah. It's funny the shit that our focus is shifted to when that orange fuck opens his mouth. Yeah, I know. But God, I hate tweets. that tweets. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Oh, uh, now we have to pay attention to that stupid thing. God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> At any rate. So Johnson & Johnson's net worth is currently 390 billion. So that's the bigger number. That Johnson & Johnson's the biggest. So, wow. Mm. Yeah. Amgen has a net worth of 140 billion. <laughs> It's just, mm. we could just keep going here, guys. It's it's a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. So by 2021, big pharma profits for prescription drugs only, not even including medical devices and other products and all that stuff, are expected to reach $610 billion. Wow. That's oh so, so, <laughs> so much money. Like. Oh, my God. I can't yeah. even fucking fathom. No, not at all. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. An article from drugwatch.com went into detail of the ins and outs of Big Pharma. Arthur Kristen Compton explains how Big Pharma spends all of that money. A huge chunk of it obviously goes to the fat cat CEOs. But what about after that? Drug companies spend a lot of money on user fees and application fees to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for its new products and drugs.
1: Wait, uh, or right that the ends up costing that much, the fees, the
0: government fees? to mm-hmm. Well, for each what? drug. It's not just like yeah. a one, one-time one fee. Like, oh, you know, Johnson & Johnson paid their fee. It's like for every drug, for every detail, for every this. That so seems... It's a lot.
1: Huh. Weird.
0: Uh-huh. Totally. I mean, it
1: seems like something that the government should be, like, subsidizing. If it's going to subsidize all these other things, like, subsidize people's medicines, but, like... But yeah. instead, yeah, the opposite know. is happening.
0: Like, uh I know. And I don't know much about that. Um, not a mm-hmm. lot of like that sort of information, um, yeah. you know, was uh in the material that I was reading, but I'm sure yeah. that information's out there. Yeah, know. totally. Apparently big pharma contributes to about two thirds of the FDA's budget. So that's pretty substantial. Wow. Drug companies also use their money to pay their army of over 1,300 lobbyists to hustle on Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. with their yearly budget hovering at around 250 million per year. Jeez, yeah, it's insane. One source details that for every one dollar spent on research, another fifteen dollars is spent on promotions and advertising. Yeah, uh, so God, sell, that's sell, so, 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 so disgusting.
1: Sell. Yeah, <sighs> so just, just, and like, pharmaceutical companies shouldn't be able to. Like, advertise their medications, doctors should just say, like, this is the right one for you. You know, yeah. you shouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to go to my doctor and I'm going to ask him for this new drug because that's mm-hmm. going to fix my problems. And I saw it on the TV. That's exactly <laughs> like, what they want. So that's dumb. That's exactly it. Yeah. So dumb.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's it's tough shit, man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's really twisted. Like, just. Yeah. Ugh.
1: This is yeah. a uniquely twisted industry, too, where it's yes. like insulated from the rest of the market and you don't have any freedom in, when, when you choose to enter this market. It's, mm-hmm. you, it's out of absolute basic physiological necessity that you have to get healthcare. Yeah, you don't you're really
0: not, have a choice, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. It's not like you're really shopping around like, oh, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to try this out. And it's like, nope, you have to get this
0: shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough. From the same article, Compton explains America's entanglement and dependency on Big Pharma. In 2015, Americans spent a historic high of $457 billion on prescription drugs, an estimated 41% increase in the past 10 years. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. I also saw this. I wanted to include this infograph um, somewhere, probably like on our Insta or something um it was the number of prescriptions um per like age groups and like it broke it down from like 0 to eight, 8 years of age and then like um 9 to i think it was like 16 and then 17 to like 25 and all that stuff uh-huh. but the shocking one for me was to see that front 0 to 8 year olds are on an average of 4 prescription drugs already wait what that's yeah. what no, that was a shocking number to me.
1: No, yeah, I don't know
0: anybody's kids that are on four different medications. Well, if you think of it this way, like some of them can be like allergy medications or like um, yeah, ADD medications, yeah, yeah, that's or... a big one, I'm sure. I hear you though, that
1: just yeah. I mean, even like skincare, fucking yes, prescriptions and things like that, counts. Def-
0: yeah. but I mean, that's all the same yeah it's all it's all the same pool of money it's all the same mm-hmm. but i huh. but i'm with you like that was still kind of it was a still a su- very surprising number to me i was like golly we really are like we are in their hot little hands you know and they, yeah. they've, got, <laughs> they've got a gr- they've got a grip on us so yeah, we, we need these products apparently mm-hmm. so yeah it's a racket <laughs> yeah while prices for prescription drugs are increasing Wages aren't really increasing. So mm-hmm. the number that I had mentioned, you know, that 40% increase or 41% increase in the past 10 years, um, wages are only increasing by about two, 3% each year. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. not really able to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. And then with the pandemic still raging and people losing their jobs and being furloughed and all that stuff, there's just more and more and more people just increasingly unable to afford their medications. Yeah, totally. So, And it also doesn't help that prescription drugs cost more in America than any other developed country. And people have to go to desperate measures in order to obtain their their medications. And I have a little example of that.
1: Oh, good.
0: So Ms. Quinn Nystrom is a 32-year-old type 1 diabetic living in Minnesota. She is also the Minnesota chapter leader for the T1 International Support Group. And that, I mean, they're amazing. I was reading a little bit more about them. They're just absolutely fantastic. Um, So this is straight from their about page on their website. T1 International is a nonprofit led by people with and impacted by type 1 diabetes for people with type 1 diabetes. Their vision is, we believe in a world where everyone with type 1 diabetes, no matter where they live, has everything they need to survive and achieve their dreams. We support local communities by giving them the tools they need to stand up for their rights so that access to insulin and diabetes supplies becomes a reality for all. Hmm. And, like, their website is just absolutely incredible. It's chock full of information about insulin, about how you can obtain insulin, like
1: hmm. what
0: type 1 diabetes is. It connects people with support groups and stuff. They're just a really, really, really wow. fantastic nonprofit. I, so I awesome. have a lot of respect for them. Yeah. So Ms. Nystrom um, is the Minnesota chapter leader for um, the T1 International Support Group. Hmm. And her story was detailed in an article in the Financial Times. It was actually featured, I found it in several other places too. Um, huh. It was very well covered. And <laughs> the Guardian got a I know, hold of it.
1: It's yeah. like once, once they find one person that tells their story, that all the other sources go to that exact yes. same person hit them <laughs> <Totally>. up again
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know uh who originally uh, jumped on that story yeah. Um, yeah and bravo to them whoever it was but yeah <laughs> the article that i read was in the financial times <laughs> nice yeah so just last year bernie sanders joined miss quinn nystrom and the t1 international in organizing caravans or to help people get affordable diabetes medications so these caravans were organized and regularly made the 12-hour drive to a pharmacy in Windsor, Ontario in Canada to obtain their diabetes me- medications at one-tenth of the cost. Wow. Isn't that God. nuts? <laughs> like so, so, so happy that like there's organizations that are like finding these like loopholes and like ways to yeah. to get these medications that a much more affordable cost but like god damn i can't believe we have to fucking do that yeah like organizations
1: to help us circumvent um like american healthcare systems yeah Yeah. like literally circumvent them try to go outside of and find any outside sources for shit
0: (laughs) yeah and i mean and it's an extreme measure too like they have to like pack people up in a van and do a a 12-hour drive yeah that's insane nuts but i mean it's helping them so that's good yeah. So, I mean,
1: I'm so glad that those are options out there. And I have yeah, definitely, yeah. you know, looking for medications in the past or other family members, I know that they're getting that shit from, you know, south of the border or north mm-hmm. of the border. And, you know, totally. they're just because it's just astronomically
0: horrendous, the prices here. So, yeah, it's horrible. It's yeah. absolutely horrible. So, when Nystrom goes, she stocks up obtaining two brown grocery bags at a time and she saves hundreds of dollars. Mm -hmm. Her story is not unique by any means. One in four diabetics have to ration their insulin at one point or another simply because of how prohibitively expensive it is. Many type 1 diabetics find themselves in and out of the hospital with ketoacidosis when they cannot obtain their medications. So ketoacidosis is when the body produces high levels of blood acids called ketones. Hmm. And this happens when there's not enough insulin in your body. Hmm. So when you're rationing insulin and you're not giving your body enough, it's very easy to slip into ketoacidosis. And it's
1: and what the fuck is the economic like repercussions of that, both yeah. for the individual and for the healthcare system? Like, right. Oh, they didn't have their medication, so they're a big fucking cost when they have to come in and get these other things. You know, exactly. Like, yeah, so dumb. It's, huh?
0: it's a whole messed up situation and so yeah. stressful. Like, yeah, totally. I mean, insulin rationing... For people who are already stressed. Yeah, yeah. Insulin rationing and ketoacidosis already puts patients at such a great risk of all these health complications and even death. And like, Mm -hmm. it's like you have that stress and then like the stress on, you know, added stress on top of like, okay, now you have a fat ER bill on top of that. It's just so fucking fucked up, man. Yeah, and it's all, I mean, it's just all because of price gouging.
1: I have, I've been in a situation before where I was... I was begging the ambulance drivers to not take me to the hospital. I have been in the
0: same situation. Really?
1: Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. Fuck.
0: I didn't know that. I Yeah, I had just been in a car accident, and um, I had banged at my arm pretty bad. And I, I mean, it, oh, I had a no. concussion, I think too. I remember. Like I yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they're like, well, we, we really need to get you to the hospital to you know get you checked out. And I begged and I begged, and I begged and i begged and i begged and i begged and they're like no like you gotta go so that kind of shit like that's when
1: i realized the most that like this system is broken if yeah. if
0: if i'm having to Big to not get helped right now because, because you can't so afford so it. So terrified and not and just, just like the bill me. that's going to happen from that ER visit, the ambulance ride alone yeah, is like thousand exactly. dollars. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yep, I yep. don't have that. No, who <laughs> I fucking can't does? Pay
1: you, <laughs> you know, like ninety five percent of America doesn't have that. You know, yeah, <laughs> That's
0: yeah. the sad. So it's sad just, part. it's fucked up, man. Yeah, it's super fucked up. <laughs> Price gouging is to blame here, you know? Um, and, mm-hmm. and price gouging is an absolutely unnecessary tactic. According to the same Financial Times article, insulin was discovered over 100 years ago by a Canadian scientist named Frederick Banting and two of his colleagues, who sold the patent to the University of Toronto for one dollar. <laughs> fucking awesome. His intention for selling it for such a low dollar amount Ugh. was to make it so that everyone could afford it. Like love this, right? Yeah, he even just sad. I know. Back to that. I know. I know. It's yeah. like fucking awesome that he did this, and then like just so messed up that like. You know, we took that and took so much advantage and fucked so many people over. But
1: there's a lot of people out there that want to offer good things to help people. And then it's like, oh, no, you can't do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He even refused to put his name on the patent because he felt it was like unethical for a doctor to profit from a drug that would (laughs) save lives. Like he, he was like very vocal about this. What a hero. Yeah. But, you know. Capitalism, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah it just gets swept up into a profit-making scheme and <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and the worst thing of it all is that there has been little change to the original drug since then to justify the soaring prices of insulin that we see today.
1: Yeah. So, mm-hmm.
0: Ugh, if if there's only some way for him to like
1: keep the rights to that, and then like. Be in charge, be the one in charge of making it affordable and accessible, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but I just, yeah, it
0: seems impossible in this world,
1: mm-hmm. it's not though. Yeah, I don't know what that would entail. Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
0: Another pretty horrific example of price gouging happened in 2012 when the pharmaceutical company mylon decided to change their EpiPen dispenser just enough to give it patent protection again. Then they increased the price from $100 to $600 and then turned around and offered a half price coupon in an attempt to look generous and considerate. Oh my God. No one was fooled, but they were (laughs) stuck paying the price. Oh God damn it. So that one, I I actually remember that one and I was like, God, and it was all over the news and I was like, man, like how are they still getting away with it? Like they're they're being outed, like they're being called the fuck out on their shit and like They didn't. They weren't forced to get the price back down to a hundred dollars. Come on, guys. I mean, I don't know like if they're going to go into Purdue Pharma, but are you are you going to hit? On I'm them not. At all? No, I I didn't. Okay, I didn't dive into them. But uh, tell the story, girl. You but, oh no, do, I don't know the, the story very
1: well. But I want to dive into that story at some point and. I know that they were ordered to, you know, for all the opioid epidemic crisis, you know, knowingly getting people hooked on opioids.
0: Yeah. And 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 you know, I do dive into the opioid crisis a okay, little bit, but I don't, cool. I didn't focus on Purdue, no.
1: But it's like these people, you know, they have to pay whatever fines but then it's like a tiny fraction of what they've made, and so yeah. they make out like fucking bandits.
0: Yep. Still. Yeah. <laughs> God totally. Damn it's horrible. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, I'll, you know that that happened. I was fined. It's like literally pennies for them.
1: Pennies. I feel like that's like the one time where like homelessness. I'll I'll accept it. Make that person homeless. Like yeah. make them live on the streets where they have to realize what other people have to go through. Yes. Punish them. Uh In an actual way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't just slap
0: their wrists. Totally. Totally. Not even a slap on their wrist. That was like a fucking tickle. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Give me a break. It's a tickle. (laughs) Uh, The the tickle punishment. The tickle punishment. (laughs) Yeah, but like your wrist. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. It is creepy. (laughs) Yeah. These Wall so, Street uh, bankers, you just tickle them to death. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you stole all the money from people. <laughs> tickle, 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 like make them fucking vomit because they're laughing so hard. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Torture <laughs> by tickling for the rest of your life.
0: I know that's an interesting punishment.
1: <laughs> I'm a hundred percent for it. <laughs> I like it, yeah. Cruel and unusual, this. but
0: yeah. <laughs> no, I'm 100 percent for it. <laughs> I like it.
1: Special circumstances. Yeah. Let's replace the death penalty
0: with this. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally, totally.
1: <laughs>
0: I like it. <laughs> uh so you might get pretty pissed off with this. So I uh I decided to do a little digging into why does price gouging happen. And I thought mm-hmm. that I'm you know, I was just trying to like you know, give a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Like maybe there's like some economical shit that'll enlighten me or what the fuck ever. Yeah.
1: Well, why they have to do this because of some reason. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Nope. <laughs> it happens yeah. simply just because they can. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jing Lao, a researcher in Brigham and Women's Hospital, explains why that is in an interview with Fox. It happens all of the time. Uh, this was a big popular story. Uh, Martin, I'm probably gonna fuck up his last name. Uh, Shkreli. It's like S H K R E L I. Shkreli. Shkreli? <laughs> I think. Sh-k- let's just call him Martin. I think you nailed fuck it. Fuckface. <laughs> he became the shithead poster child of asshole big pharmacy. It was when he raised <laughs> when he raised the price. I have like no feelings about this. Can you tell? <laughs> Shithead poster child. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, that's him. I mean, the story was huge. And like he he kind of did become like the poster child of like, oh, that's what happened. (laughs) They pulled a Shkreli. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, yeah, so he raised the price of an old AIDS drug by 5000 percent. Fucking he took. He's nice. like the like the most like devastating fucking thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so these, these tablets were $13.50 a pop, which is already fucking expensive, if you ask me. Um and he raised the price to seven hundred and fifty dollars per tablet. Per tablet. Per tablet. Like
1: what human being can fucking afford that shit? Like no one. There's maybe My, three the of the them in this country. You know? No
0: <laughs> fucking worst. When he was asked why he did it. He very coldly and simply answered, "Pure profit." No! Oh my god! I don't expect them to I'm be that like transparent. Fucking ugh. so pissed right now. Like I can't. I was writing this up like, you motherfucker! I'm gonna rip your fucking toenails out. Like I want to kill you. i serious. Oh, so angry. Die <laughs> like,
1: in a fire. Die
0: in a fire, you fucking. You get this.
1: added to our die in a fire list, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Which maybe we should I make just... as an actual list that, <laughs> that we keep track of.
0: Uh, I think that's called a hit list. We might, <laughs> we might get in trouble if we do that. Okay, yes, that's true. That's yeah, true. And maybe... it's a fun idea.
1: I. I like, it, I kind of was thinking about the, um, we see you list that the Feminists Without Mystique podcast, oh, they yeah, do yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The we see you section where they just basically call out people that are doing evil things and they're like, mm-hmm. we see you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a much more PC way to <laughs> have yeah. a diary in the fire list.
0: <laughs> totally. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Yeah, we could simply just be uh, bold and brazen and call our list the die in the fire list. That's <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to make it happen. We just wish no, it No, not would. at all. <laughs> no, we're just calling you out. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually wish anything to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but uh just going to call you out. You're a uh-huh. fucking piece of shit.
1: You're a fucking piece of <laughs> shit. Yeah. So. enjoy making your fucking evil choices in life <laughs> yeah yeah uh,
0: ugh. that one just what's this guy's name shkreli, shkreli. Uh, i can't like not say asinine and like annoying like that yeah. uh martin shkreli s-h-k-r-e-l-i yeah. martin okay. shkreli yeah let's talk about how drug pricing works in america hmm an article by Vox explains it really well. Nice. In the United States, drug prices are set by the market. Other countries that utilize a single-payer system, the government sets a maximum price that it will pay for a drug. This helps to drive down the cost of drugs as companies compete to choose to be the one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, there are a number of things that drug companies consider when deciding on a price for a new drug. Companies try to assess for how many people are going to use the drug. What kind of insurance these individuals are likely to have? how many similar drugs are on the market and what their prices already are how mm. often people will use the drug like if it's um if it's just like a like ibuprofen like they're going to take yeah, it in once as in needed a while. or whatever or, yeah. Yes or is it like a chronic drug that they're taking mm-hmm. three times a day? Yeah mm-hmm. And then how long the patent on the drug will last so that's a big one and we'll get into that. Ultimately the thing i have the biggest problem with all of this is that their main goal is to maximize profitability and not to figure out what would benefit the most people. That's mm-hmm. just it's like okay, i get that you guys are a business and you're you're making a buck, but do you really need to be ruining fucking people's lives to make yeah. so much fucking money yeah. and killing like so like you, you the whole point of these prescription drugs is to better people's lives. But when you make your drugs cost so fucking much that people can't afford them. You're fucking killing people. Yeah. You're not helping them. Yeah. Like, You're not
1: in the business of healthcare anymore. You're in the business of depriving people of what they need and then holding the, exactly. the thing that they need at ransom for, you know, mm-hmm. for ransom, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's just, that's my, that's my beef with it. Mm-hmm. And patents are potentially the biggest problem. So patents are the rights granted to an inventor that prevents others from making, using, or selling their invention. Hmm. And the purpose of the drug patent system is to give drug companies protection so that they can be rewarded for their invention and then reap the financial benefits. Like, I get that. Like, Yeah. Okay, cool. But this system is used and abused all of the time so that drug companies can keep their huge price tags on essential medications. So Big Pharma often uses a technique called evergreening, and this is really interesting. I've I hmm. never even fucking heard of this. Yeah, I haven't um, heard of this. You have? No, I have not heard of this. No. Oh, you haven't heard of it. Okay. No. Yeah, it's... God, it's so fucked up. Uh, evergreening is... Uh, let's see here. So Big Pharma... <laughs> Derp. <laughs> so Big Pharma often uses a technique called evergreening to extend and thicket their pack their patents, so no other companies can move in and make their drug, and have any say in adjusting the price market. So mm. evergreening, like a company will make a small change in the drug, or a packaging, or whatever, um, and oftentimes it's a really unnecessary change, just so that it offers an another patent or an extension on the packet, and it just makes that protection thicker and thicker and thicker. And they have to a company would have to go through so many patents and so much work to yeah so much money so much work yes to be able to um, compete get past all of that and compete yeah mm-hmm. so jeez it really freezes up the market and it keeps those drug prices skyrocket high yeah. so that's kind of all, all I had for patents there i mm-hmm. um i had to stop myself with patents cuz i was like oh fuck this is this is yeah, this is gnarly yeah this yeah is a lot. i mean there's
1: a lot of material there that you could dig into if, in future episodes but yeah it totally. reminds me of um did you ever see brain candy the kids in the hall movie yes yes oh, it was so good <laughs> <laughs> did you think of that while you were doing this brain research? juice all? all over the place <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. it's yes. so
1: good just like these these like totally psycho eccentric drug developers and they're mm-hmm. like their whole marketing scheme for for their drugs that they come up with mm-hmm. in that movie it's it just it takes it to a level of absurdity that's so good totally. I, I love Kids in the Hall but that was yeah great movie to totally. make fun of the pharmaceutical industry I know right
0: God I remember watching that with you like
1: forever <laughs> ago I had that poster on my I think on my ceiling for a long time the brain candy poster from that movie. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So good. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listeners, if you haven't seen that, you really need to treat yourself. Yeah. It's a good one. You'll be laughing.
1: It'll be light. You'll you'll see a little bit of critique, but it'll mostly be pretty funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's a, it's a good way to kill an evening for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whip up a painkiller while you do it too. Do it. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> Killing it. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the opioid epidemic. In the 1990s, Big Pharma reassured doctors and consumers that patients would not become addicted to opioid pain relievers. This, right? (laughs) This led to healthcare providers prescribing them at a much higher rate. The newfound ease of access quickly steamrolled into widespread misuse and abuse of opioid painkillers, and it quickly Mm -hmm. became obvious that these drugs were highly addictive and very deadly. It wasn't until 2016 that government entities finally declared a public health emergency and put pan- put plans in place to try to reverse the damage done. Pace. <laughs> Plan in place. Plan in place. What? Did I they... have a lot of trouble with my peas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Shit. Wait. Did you say 2018? 16. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's still pretty fucking
0: late. It's very late. yeah so since then the cdc has been working to fight against the opioid crisis since it surged in the 90s in march of 2016 the cdc responded by releasing its opioid prescription guidelines these guidelines recognize that prescription opioids are appropriate in certain cases including cancer treatment palliative care end-of-life care and also in certain acute care situations, if properly dosed. That's the big yeah. key thing there. Mm-hmm. But for other pain management, the CDC recommends non-opioid approaches, including physical therapy. Hmm. And doctors have been doing a really, really good job at this since then. Like, you know, there a lot of doctors are very hesitant to jump straight to opioids. You know, they'll offer uh, everything yeah. else first. Mm-hmm. So, and that's super positive. Yeah.
1: But then that creates the problem of like, oh... If you need the drug, now they're hesitant because they think that you're trying to get it from them to just get a drug out of them.
0: <laughs> I'm okay with that.
1: I'm okay with that too. I mean, and that is and that is I'm basically okay that. what needs to happen for a lot of
0: the drugs that are on the list, yes. you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Across yeah. the board. We're not just talking opioids here. Yeah. You know? True. Very but. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but especially for opioids. Yeah. The CDC's most recent campaign was launched in September of 2019. They began a three-year funding agreement called the Overdose Data to Action, or the OD2A for short. Mm-hmm. The OD2A functions to collect data on overdoses and deaths due to the overdose, with mm-hmm. the intention of using this information to help prevent overdose via education and public health response efforts. Is, and is that
1: for any drug or for the opioid
0: that's still specifically opi- okay opioids. okay so yeah cool Yeah, big pharma's connection to the opioid crisis is unsettling to a lot of people but i was pleasantly surprised when i found that even some republicans have spoken out yeah. against big pharma
1: yeah you know what and i and i while you were talking about this i kept thinking like this is another one of those issues where it's like republicans and democrats are angry about it totally Like, it's not, it's not a one side issue. It's just an Mm -mm. issue that's broken and we need solutions for it, you know, like, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I think we're, you'll be on a lot of issues. Yeah. On a lot of issues, we're less divided than, than we are told that we are.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's, um very true in a lot of ways we're just kind of force-fed these like the other side's evil yeah yeah totally yeah. okay cool yeah minded bullshit
1: but whatever <laughs> and my side's great
0: yeah 100%. <laughs>
1: totally <laughs>
0: i like that little like chipper way you said that that's like, hey. <laughs> so just good. how people think but yeah yeah totally <laughs> Yeah. Well, no one likes to admit their own flaws, Erica. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, you'll you'll totally appreciate this story. So, just last year in July, Oklahoma's Attorney General Mike Hunter, a conservative who believes in capitalism and the markets, filed a lawsuit against Johnson and Johnson with nice. the intent to sh- yeah, <laughs> with the intent to shine light on the company's contribution to the opioid crisis. Mm. Hunter accused the company of a cunning, cynical, and deceitful scheme to bolster narcotic sales and creating one of the biggest drug problems. Yeah. He sued them for 17 billion dollars, which would wow. go to fund. Yeah, right. Oh, Fucking rad. God. Yeah. Which would go to fund the opioid epidemic in Oklahoma. Nice. The courts ruled in Hunter's favor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was really happy about that. <laughs> After two months of trial, the judge ruled that Johnson & Johnson had intentionally played down the dangers and oversold the benefits of opioids. Johnson & mm-hmm. Johnson was ordered to pay $572 million in the first trial of a drug manufacturer for the destruction wrought by prescription painkillers, mm-hmm. which is much less than the $17 billion that Oklahoma had originally asked for to pay for the addiction treatment and mm-hmm. drug courts and all of the other services. Um, mm-hmm. And all of that was an attempt to repair, you know, the damage done by the opioid epidemic, um, which is like really great that like that was where that money was going to go. And it should yeah. they should have received much more than oh my god, yeah, million, But after like so many people have died from that, and so
1: many people have lost their loved ones, and you know, yeah. lost yeah. their fucking probably jobs and careers and everything because they're just yeah broken from that.
0: Yeah, it's so tough. Yeah. But that win is a win nonetheless. Um and it's huge in fighting all of this corruption and these dirty drug companies. Yeah. And there's a lot right. of a lot of different um several cases against big pharma. Um, and you would think that with all of these cases and with, you know, so many people from all over um attacking big pharma that, you know, some things would change, but but you know it's with- not
1: capitalism and this justice system it's just so they can keep as you well know like funneling so much money into repeat you know appealing whatever decisions made and into just lawyer after lawyer after case after case and you just never have to pay for yeah. the repercussions of their actions you know
0: never have to do that because they can just totally. keep pouring money into it mm-hmm. i mean these companies are up. huge we rattled off the numbers in the beginning like yeah yeah a company worth hundreds of billions of dollars like this little like million dollar fine okay yeah. bummer and that's willing to <laughs> spend like
1: 15 times or more uh times as much as you spend on the actual research and development onto marketing and all this other stuff if you're spending all that money on that guess what you're going to be spending on lobbying and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah. and justice system shit <laughs> yeah it's
0: messed up man yeah well, that is all of the fun facts that I had for you, Miss Oh, Erica. so fun, <laughs> so fun. And no. I think we only threw one person in the fire, so yeah. <laughs> if a... we can
1: just do it with our words, it's it's at least some satisfaction there. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was that was so illuminating. Thank you so much for doing that topic, dude. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it, love. Yeah. I just keep thinking about how, like, I saw this interview with this guy on, I think it was on The Daily Show a while back, but they were talking about the um, the healthcare industry and pharmaceutical companies and how basically they, they get to, like, set all of their terms because they have you bent yep. over a barrel because yep. you're sick and you need it. And so mm-hmm. you don't have options and you just are forced into this un- you know, unconsensual relationship almost of, yes, that's of accurate. spending money and giving someone your money when you didn't want to do that at all. You know, mm-hmm. like, and there's no competition there because they've rigged it so much so that there's no like, comp- you know, capitalism is supposed to be bringing down the prices of these things. That's what people yeah. always tell you. The competition is going to br- make everything affordable for everyone. But no, yeah. not when you just let the company set their own terms. Mm-hmm. They're not going to ever bring down the prices. They're going to, want pure profit, as that guy said. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker.
0: (laughs) God damn it. Yeah. I mean, Big Pharma is especially, like, one of the – they're, like, a big player in all of that stuff. Like, they're very – they're, like, kind of the the kings of tying up shit like that. Like, you know, with patents and all that stuff, like we discussed. Like, Mm -hmm. they are masters of making sure that they are – they can maximize the profit off of these drugs. And – prevent, um, competition from coming in and decreasing the price. Like that's, that's yeah. how it should work. Like, you yeah, know, totally. you take an economics, economics class and that's what they're going to tell you. Like, that's, yeah, it, that's, 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 that's how it's, you know, it should work and that's how the system is supposed to be set up, but that's just not how it works. You know? Oh yeah, 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 totally.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they've got, they've got every, it's, it's almost like a little microcosm for all the ways that capitalism isn't working the way that people tell us that it should be working you know yes it's like a it's like a a case where you can just focus in on that and be like oh see they it's supposed to be like this but then actually it ends up playing out like this because they have all this wealth to funnel into the system in all these different
0: ways to protect themselves right so yeah you are absolutely 100 percent correct with that erica like (laughs) and it's unfortunate yeah it's totally unfortunate
1: but i'm i'm so glad that you've dove into it. That's a tough one. And it's also, again, close to the stuff that you've worked on, which I love. I love when you do that kind of stuff. It's really cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, it uh helps to get me focused on it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Well yeah. that was so good. Thank you so much, Hillary. And uh Yeah. Thanks for listening, Miss Erica. And yeah. Thank you, our listeners. <laughs> our boozerinos. We appreciate our, our, we appreciate our <laughs> boozerinos so very much. Yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> and you know, I
0: think we we've been like, we
1: haven't been directing people to our Instagram or our Twitter very much. But we haven't, no. But uh, come check us out, guys. Yeah, come come find us. Find us on Instagram, cocktails at mm-hmm. cocktails and capitalism, right? Yep, yep. And then on on Twitter, we're cocked capitalism. Yes, c o c k t. Yeah, capitalism. Yeah. Indeed. So hit us up. Find us there, especially because uh. We're feeling the love on Instagram a lot, but uh Twitter's been kind of a a time suck without a lot of rewards, so come and find us there. Yeah. Interact with
0: us there. <laughs> Hillary hates the twit. <laughs> but the twit. I love our boozerinos. That's what I, yeah. call it. I fucking hate Twitter. But. <laughs> I know. It's it's a it's a dark, weird territory to it's, tell a them we, it's to. just a weird place. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Dude, but join us there, guys. Like let's let's start chatting. Let's start twitting and shit. Twitting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tweeting and twitting. Well, that was great, Hillary. And and uh yeah, I can't
0: uh, can't wait to do the next one with you. Indeed, my love. <laughs> I can't wait either. All right, shall we say our closing piece? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Shall we say it together? I love it when you yeah. try and say it together <laughs> so it's all fucked up and done. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. All right.
1: One, two. There's, There's no, no wealth but, but life. life. <laughs> Whoa, that sounded so on point. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> well done. <Love> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. We love you. Cheers, everybody. We Cheers. love you guys so <laughs> much. <laughs>
1: Bye. Asta. Asta.
0: <laughs>